This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's good, y'all? This is Keeping It 300. I'm Fallon Smith. My guy James Jones is on the other end. How's your week going so far, Jay? My week's pretty good, man. I'm just hanging in there. I've been doing a lot of traveling. I'm tired. Let's tell the people how it took me forever to track you down just to do this podcast. But anyway, putting you on blast a little bit. It's all good. That's all right. Um, I'm pretty excited, though, because I leave for the Virgin Islands tomorrow. I'm gone for a week. Big time. Yeah, I know. Well, it's not big time. I'm gone for a week with the Mizzou basketball team. Obviously, my husband's one of the coaches. Uh, They play in a tournament. I'm pretty pumped for that because, man, it's been snowing here in Missouri in like 15 degrees, and this Cali girl ain't about that life. Um, And I know you know a little something about that living in Green Bay. (laughs) You already know. You better make sure your head warm, your feet warm. And your hands are warming, and you'll be all right. You'll make it through. But most of all, just stay your butt in the dang house. That's what I've been doing. Not going to lie. That's what I've been doing. Um, And also, though, today is Tuesday when we're taping, Tuesday night. Um, Earlier today, I had lunch with Jamel Hill. It was pretty awesome. Ooh, big Mm -hmm. time. Must be nice. See, now, no, she big time. But, uh, yeah, I'll get to that a little later in the episode. I know you were on air today. You had a lot to cover with the Le'Veon Bell situation, foregoing the season, and $14.5 million. Yeah, that Monday night football matchup with the Rams and Chiefs being moved to L.A. instead of Mexico City. I'm sure fans are pissed off about that, James. Absolutely, man. But, I mean, you've seen the field. I mean, there's no way that you can put them players on that field the way that field looked, and especially the Rams and the Chiefs. I mean, these are two teams that can possibly meet in the Super Bowl with star power on both sides of the ball. So you would hate for somebody to injure their chef on that field. So they did the right thing. Now, I would be super pissed off, and that's a nice way of saying it, if I was a fan because not only did they spend money to buy tickets, they spent money to fly to Mexico. And you know these airlines these days be taxing you. Absolutely. $250 to, like, change your flight or $200 change fee, et cetera. Ooh. Or if you cancel, it's like you just got to suck it up and whatever you pay for the flight, if it's $500, you're like, whatever. I've got to suck it up and take the L. Man, listen, I would be mad at the NFL or whoever takes care of the field in Mexico <laughs> that you guys had all this time. Like, you knew we were playing this game in Mexico when the se- before the season started. So how is the field – still messed up and you know we're having a game there i do not understand it but at the same time you cannot put the guys on that field but i don't understand you knew long long time ago that we were gonna have a football game here and the field looked like that oh my goodness yeah and the thing that's sad is all the money that the nfl makes you know they're about to do nothing for the fans they're not going to give them their money back for the flights reimburse them etc but they need to do something to make it right absolutely but they probably won't 
All right, anyways, we are going to take this pod in a different direction today. But before we do that, I know we have a ton of Raider fans that listen to us, so we have to show some love to y'all. So for a few minutes, we'll talk about the Raiders, but just for a few minutes, y'all. So, Jay, it's officially official. The Raiders are the worst team in the NFL. (laughs) They're the only team with just one win, which means hello, number one pick. The season's not over yet, so we can't say hello, number one pick. I mean, close, close enough. 50 50 chance. (laughs) But yes, they're the team left standing with only one win, and it's very disappointing because John Gruden did not get a one and whatever they are right now, seven, eight team, man. They're a Mm -hmm. better team than that, but they're not showing it on the football field, man, and it hurts me. I mean, you said we were only going to spend a couple minutes. I think this is enough because it hurts me even (laughs) talking about it. Well, I have to address a couple things. Uh, one One of those things is there was a rumor swirling around after the game that Jordy Nelson was going to retire. Now, James, obviously that's not true, and you spoke to Jordy himself, correct? Absolutely, man. I talked to Jordy, man. I it's crazy. I had went to bed super early for, you know, rare I rarely do that and I woke up in the middle of the night and had a hundred text messages about Jordy retiring and I'm like, What in the world? And at the time I knew Jordy was asleep, so I'm like, I ain't gonna bother him with this. So I talked to him in the morning and I said, Jordy, what's the word, man? What's going on? And he said, man, I am still playing football. I'm not retiring. I don't know who said that, but I'm still playing football. And I said, all right, man, good. But even when I heard it, you were like, it's me not knowing him. Jordy, yeah. yeah, me knowing Jordy, Jordy's not going to retire like that. And if he did retire like that, he would catch me off guard just like he caught everybody else off guard. But Jordy's the type of guy that he's not going to just say, oh, man, we, we look bad, we playing bad, I'm just going to call it. He's a guy that's like, look, I'm here, I sign here, I'm going to grind through it no matter how it looks. And then at the end of the season, if I feel like, man, I'm done, I'll retire. And if not, I'll keep playing. But after the game, Jordy's not an emotional guy like that to react off his emotions and retire. So I knew it wasn't true. And it's funny because out of those hundred text messages, one of them was for me. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Yours probably the one who woke me up. I was like, yo, Jay, did you see this? Yo, Jay, wake <laughs> up. Jay, hey, I just text you probably like a thousand times, actually. I'm like, yo, if he really is going to retire tomorrow, we need to get him on the podcast and get an exclusive. <laughs> Let's go. And then it wasn't true, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There Somebody goes that. out there making up stories. Yeah, there goes that. Okay, last thing about the Raiders. Um, after this disastrous start Obviously, fans wanted to know, what is Mark Davis thinking? And he finally broke his silence. He spoke to Paul Gutierrez of uh, ESPN. And just to summarize what he said, for those who didn't see what he said or hear what he said, he basically backs John Gruden, said Gruden isn't going anywhere, said Khalil Mack was asking for too much money, so in the end he was okay with the trade, said it's his fault that the Raiders don't have a talented roster. And actually, Jay, he said, we haven't been able to build a 22-man roster. Uh, Mark, it's 53, bro. Nobody says 22. <laughs> like, I've never heard that in my life. Like, I know yeah, you're the owner. Neither. and You don't know the X's and O's. I get it. Uh, you're the owner because of your father. Um, but good Lord, 22-man roster? Anyhow, uh, he blamed basically that largely in part to a couple bad draft classes, so 
sort of throwing Reggie McKenzie under the bus. But basically, he backed all the decisions Gruden made and is standing by him. And he actually said, this is what was really funny and kind of weird to me. He said, having John Gruden here was the end game for me. Like, dang, get a room. Man, he's in love with that guy. What's going on? Absolutely. But my thing is, is when you give a man $100 million, you have no choice. But to say he's your guy. But to be behind him. <laughs> Absolutely. You have no choice. So yeah. I wouldn't have expected him to do it any other way. You brought this guy in, gave him 10 years, $100 million. You have no choice but to back him, even if it looks the way it looks right now. But my thing is, is don't blame it on the roster, man. You had a 12-4 and four football team. You had a very good roster, very good players on both sides of the ball. It's a lot of guys that Reggie McKenzie drafted that made a lot of plays for your ball club that yeah. got new contracts. Gabe Jackson, Khalil got a new contract, but not with the Raiders. You talk about Derek Carr. These are all guys that he brought in and drafted and changed this organization around. So... Don't say you don't got, you know, good players or don't got a good 22-man <laughs> roster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you had a 12-4 ball club with very good football players. Yeah, James, but they went 12-4. and four. Why? Largely in part to the 2014 draft class. You just mentioned all those three guys, Khalil Mack, Gabe Jackson, and Derek Carr. They were all from the 2014 draft class. And Reggie McKenzie has been here since 2012, six years. So basically, Mark Davis is like, Okay, bro, you hit home run to 2014, but what about all your other drafts? I mean, who hits on every draft class? You know what I'm saying? But one out of, like, how many years? I just feel like he's trying to put the blame on everybody but Gruden because he gave Gruden $100 No, I get it. No, you're right. All right. Well, a lot of exciting games this week in all sports, really. So if you want to make some cash, make sure you go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Again, that's mybookie.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE, and get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. My brother-in-law, Jason, put in 100 bucks. He already made 50 bucks just for signing up, so that's pretty cool. And make sure you follow them on Twitter, at BetMyBookie. That's, again, at BetMyBookie. All right, speaking of gambling, Jared Goff made a little gamble this weekend, James. So I already know you know. I'm not sure if our listeners know, but if you watch football, you probably heard what happened. So on the Rams' first offensive drive, Goff called an audible. Uh, Apparently he knew that the CBS mics were going to pick it up. Um, I actually read a story before we did this podcast. He was said, uh, quote, I was like, it's so quiet right now. This is going to get on TV. And then what was the play? It was Halle Berry. So... Uh, Someone posted the play and the audio on Twitter, and she tweeted at Goff and said, hold up, what's Halle Berry? And then Goff saw it and responded with, it's my favorite play ever. Man, shoot your shot, Jared. I see you. Absolutely. If we were going to say somebody shot their shot, it might have been Halle Berry because she is the one that hit him up in the first place. Right, Jay? (laughs) Absolutely, man. And, you know, you got to respond. You know, props to Jared Goff. You got to respond, man. When I first heard it, I said, oh, my goodness, this must be a beautiful play. This got to be a touchdown. <laughs> you calling it Harry Halle Berry. That's an audible now. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Jared Goff, he probably glad Halle Berry heard it, tweeted. He probably slid in her DMs after he tweeted after, after that. Okay, first of all, that's a little gross if you think about it. Maybe not gross on your part. Guys think way different than women. But 
Oh, it's always it's always guys. Oh, okay, here hey, we go. Hey, hold on. Halle Berry is it's 52 always. years old, okay? I mean, she still looks beautiful as heck, okay? <laughs> Goff mm-hmm. is 24. She can be his mom. That's a 28-year difference. It's a lot of women out there that are older that date young men. It's just some of them like it like that. You know what I mean? That's part of life. Hallie, if you if you try to holler at Jared Goff, I would not be mad at you, girl. You go with your bad self. But anyways, James, what are some crazy audibles when you were with the Packers? Well, the crazy the craziest call. See, with the Packers, we had a lot of hand signals, and you know we had a lot of crazy, funny hand signals that you know they really are not you know PG. Or what is it? They <laughs> they're really rated R. You know what I'm saying? So you can't <laughs> can't really do them. In, you can't really do them in public. We just had a lot of crazy hand signals that were just terrible hand signals. And you guys just, did them in the game. Did them in the game. You know what I'm and saying? And no one but, caught you know, it. You do you, you do them so fast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody ever caught them. But the the my best. The best um, audible that I ever, that I loved was um, when I was with the Giants. Had a cup of coffee with the Giants, and we had an audible called Hammer Time. It was Hammer Time, and it was a double move, and they called it Hammer Time because they said this play right here always scores a touchdown, and when you get in the move, you got to dance like Hammer Time. Just get in there, do your dance, because you're gonna score on this play, no doubt. So. Eli, get up there, see what he want, hammer time, hammer time. I'm like, okay, showtime, man. And even in practice, man, guys will catch it, score a touchdown, and, and do the hammer time dance and all that type stuff. So that's probably my favorite one I had. In Green Bay, we had a lot of hand signals, didn't really do a lot Excuse of me, you weren't even with the Giants for long. No, training camp. Exactly. You can't sell me on that was the best audible. You cannot sell me on that. That was the best one verbal. Because when I was in Green Bay, all my years in Green Bay, what about with the Raiders? All hand signals. With the Raiders, we didn't have no good ones at all. <laughs> we didn't have no no good ones. Right, that's why that's why I had to go way back to the Giants, man. We with the Raiders, yeah, we had zero fun, sir. <laughs> no, no good audibles. But just being on the sideline, I've heard a lot of signals. I've heard I've heard Tupac. I've heard. Man, I've heard so many, uh, you know, audibles. I've heard people use audibles of other players on opposite teams. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. You know, I just heard opposite teams will use that. But, um, yeah, you, you got to be creative, man. Jared Goff and them was creative, man. They got the little Halle Berry. They probably got a couple more good ones. See, yeah. that, that makes sense. Yeah. Halle Berry in a beautiful play. Absolutely. This kind of reminded me when Ashton Kutcher basically shot a shot with Demi Moore. It worked. He was, I think, like 15 or 16 years younger than her. And it obviously worked. I mean, they were married for quite some time. I mean, they're divorced now, but it worked for a little bit. (laughs) Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you just got to shoot your shot. That's pretty funny. Now, okay, when we were growing up, there Mm -hmm. wasn't any social media at all. So we couldn't even do this, even if we wanted to. We couldn't get in contact with our celebrity crushes, even if we wanted to. So (laughs) I was thinking... If we did, though, have a Twitter back in the day when I was in high school or even in college, I would have been shooting my shot for two people. Actually, I'd probably just be stalking them, not going to lie. But Allen Iverson and Justin Timberlake. So I used to love... Allen Iverson and Justin Timberlake. Two completely different people. I know. People laugh at me. Absolutely. People laugh at me when I say this. But I used to love 
AI, and that's why I was number three. And I was a huge. Okay, so in- basically, so basically, you're saying if you can't have a thug, you go. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, first you of basically all, going to going to get a square bear and uh, no. Uh, first of all, Justin was not no square bear. Okay, <laughs> look, I was a huge and seek fan, and I hate that you're hating on my Justin. Okay, because back in the day, I used to say, "Man, he's a white boy with swagger. All he has to do is beat me, and we be married." <laughs> no, he does. He does have swag. I'm just messing with Justin. He does got swag. You're hating on Justin, man. Two totally different people, though, I know. man. You got Alan Iverson and you got Justin Timberlake. That's cool, though. But the funny thing is, so my Skype name <laughs> and my uh, instant messenger name back in the day was Fallon 3 B-Ball J-L-V-R. And what was it? Fallon 3, because of Alan Iverson, B-Ball, and then Justin <laughs> Lover. Like, I was That's- psycho and crazy. Yeah, that is that is psycho. I hope Justin or Allen Iverson don't uh, listen to this podcast. <laughs> but that's when I was younger. This is like years, like twenty freaking years ago. Give me a break. I know, man. Dang. Okay, so for me, who would I shoot my shot with? Um, back in the day, when I was a young whippersnapper out there in high school. Oh Lord. Um, it would have to be Lisa Ray. It what? Would have to be Lisa Ray. Yes, I just. I mean, I just think about how she hit the scene with Players Club and all that, and it was just over from there. But, yes, back then in high it would have to be Lisa Ray. Yes, I would definitely shoot my shot with Lisa Ray. And I only got one. I don't got two like you. Just one, Lisa Ray. <laughs> Nothing against Lisa Ray. I just never would have guessed that. I probably would have guessed, like, a Holly Berry, something like that. Because, you know, back then she was Mm-mm. cracking. She was literally the no, most no, no, beautiful no, no, woman no. on the face so of the earth. Yeah, so was Lisa Ray. Ooh-wee. What about Lisa Ray now? Uh, uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, we talking about back in the days. <laughs> That's my subject. Lisa Ray. Now, obviously, we're, all t- we're both happily married. So my husband knows I love him. Your wife knows you love her. <laughs> we're, this is yeah, just- right now. But right now, my wife does know, though, that I would uh, still probably slide in Rihanna DMs and all that type oh, of stuff. Oh, so she, now she, it's Rihanna. Yeah, she does know that. Yeah, back in the day, it was Lisa Ray. Now it's Rihanna. If I, <laughs> I slid in somebody DMs like tomorrow, it, she knows it'll be Rihanna. And she probably wouldn't be surprised if she found out. She'd just be like, I knew it the whole time. <laughs> would you be mad if you did that? It's Rihanna. You should get a pass, right? You know, she'll flip out. She'll be mad at me sliding in Rihanna's DMs. But okay, let's just say you were to slide in Rihanna's DMs. What would you say? Um, you know, what sliding in somebody DMs, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give. I wouldn't. You know, give my best punchline. You know what I'm saying? So I would. I, I would save all that. But you know. I would I would say something slick and smooth, you know what I'm saying? But I'll make sure she knew who I was first, though, you know what I'm saying? So maybe I'll just, you know, slide a couple funny funny little DMs in there just so she kind of knew who I was. Like, who is this boy keep on, you know, hitting my DMs and she see who I was or something and then I did not spit my game. But I can't tell the world my game, you know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Um, it's funny, though, because I have some friends who use social media and tell me, man, I was like, favoriting every single one of his tweets just so I could get noticed. I'm like, girl, if you don't stop. Yeah, I told you, that's how you do it, man. You got to act like you like a couple of their tweets, even if they corny. Act like you like it, and they see you keep popping up. Like, who is this dude who keep putting And then, you know, then that's when you slide in the DM. But it's just so funny how, how different things are now these days, right? The fact that the normal Joe could have access to their favorite celebrity or, or favorite athlete. Yeah, that's crazy, though. But, I mean, I think... 
especially like relationship wise, I think that's why a lot of relationships don't work nowadays because you meet people on Instagram and Twitter and you don't even know these people. You know what I'm saying? And you go on a date and you meet them just because, oh, man, she looked cute and all that type stuff. At least back in the day, man, you had to sit down. You had to have a conversation like, okay, I really do like this person or something. Uh, you know, they cool. But Instagram and Twitter now, that takes it all out of that. Well, uh, <clears throat> since you brought that up, <laughs> I'm actually a little embarrassed of what I'm about to say right now. So how do you think I met my husband? <laughs> I don't know. I ain't never asked you that. How did you meet him? Okay. So I covered the University of Tennessee and he was on the coaching staff at the University of Tennessee. So we would see each other a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Then he started following me on Twitter. Yeah. And his profile pic, it was so funny. It was like or him in a ripped shirt and his muscles were showing. I just was like, whatever. So I followed him back, whatever. Never talked to him. Then I was in Charlotte for the NASCAR media tour. Um, and I don't know if you know anything about NASCAR, but these are like some high-class rednecks. I'm talking about we had five-course meals at each of our stops and also alcohol. <laughs> so I was drinking throughout the day. I think I had about three glasses of wine, I would say. I finished up my work. I went to my hotel room. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking on Twitter. And I see that he tweeted. Mm-hmm. And then all you could see is him in a ripped shirt, like I mentioned. <laughs> And his buff muscles. So I slid in his DMs. And I said, when you going to work me out? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He had you from there. No, but the funny thing is, I woke up the next morning like, oh, my God. I literally DM'd him, when you going to work me out? Like, that is very inappropriate. Mm -hmm. But what I literally meant was like, you know, work me out in the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did he respond? I sure did. And uh, the rest is history, and we're married, so. Well, there it is, there it is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and y'all still y'all still rolling, so it's cool, though. But I'm assuming after you slid in his DMs, y'all went on a couple dates and all that, though, right? I mean, we did, but he proposed after six months, so. Dang, so you you slid in his DMs, and then it was over <laughs> quick, huh? Basically. <laughs> oh, he's going to hate me so much. Okay, um, and he's in the next room, so I really hope he's not listening right now. Oh, um, he don't hear this. Oh, man. Okay, so I shot my shot in a different way a couple days ago. But don't take this the wrong way, because it probably sounds funny. I mean, I'm waiting. I'm sure everybody else is waiting, too. Like, okay, where is she going with this? I was just trying to have a good transition, but uh, and I don't know if it's going to work. But anyways, I shot my shot in a different way. I found out that Jamel Hill was going to be speaking at the University of Missouri. Uh, we have... A bunch of mutual friends, but I've never met her. And I slid in her DMs. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I basically said, hey, you probably don't know me, but yada, yada, yada. And I asked if uh, me and some of the other wives, some of the other coaches' wives, could take her to lunch. And then she responded, girl, I know who you are. And I was like, hey, I made it. You know, I was Uh, real excited. (laughs) And so she said she would love to go to lunch with us. So today we had lunch, spent a few hours together. We talked about, you know, sports and politics and diversity and journalism. And then I was able to pick her brain, get some advice. It was, it was awesome. Now, one thing she told me, Jay, was to always be yourself, which is something I've always tried to stand by. And honestly, some people I've worked for haven't really liked it, but um, I've always said, you know, that I wouldn't change who I am. And the same went for her. She told me that she was rejected many times 
uh, and people didn't believe in some of the ideas she had. And a perfect example is this. She kept pitching uh, to have a show with Michael Smith, who happens to be her best friend. And he obviously yeah. happens to be a guy. Um, the producers were like, nah, it's not a good idea. It's not going to work. It's never going to work, right? So what did she do? She started a podcast, and it was the His and Her podcast. And eventually, as you know, it blew up, and they ended up giving her and him a show. And the funny thing is, I told her, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm actually starting one with one of my best friends as well. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. And it was just really refreshing to get her take on things. And I'm not sure if you ever met her, but you know who Jamel is, of course, right? Absolutely, yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping we blow up like she did, man. You know what I'm saying? So I could have some people take me to lunch when I fly in to speak at different universities. <laughs> whatever <laughs> oh my god okay so that was uh i guess my day today we're gonna transition into a little hoops drama so earlier today which is tuesday news broke that Draymond green has been suspended without pay for tonight's game which means he's gonna lose a hundred and twenty thousand dollars yes suspended without yeah. pay and why not sure if you saw, I think that you were on air so you didn't see but the the warriors lost to the clippers in overtime but at the end of regulation the Dubs had a chance to get a final shot, and Draymond was... I seen Draymond. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I seen Draymond. Get a ball to KD, boy. What you doing? Well, okay, he ended up losing control. He tried to say he didn't see him, which is fine, whatever. They ended up not getting the final shot off. Um, it went into overtime, and KD got fouled out. They ended up losing in overtime. But apparently there was a confrontation on the sideline <laughs> because KD was like, what the heck, why didn't you give me the ball? Then Dre started calling him the B-word. And then they had to kind of be separated a little bit. Now, I just have a problem with the suspension for a few reasons. The Warriors are trying to do everything in their power to keep Durant happy because free agency is looming. This wasn't a league-issued suspension. This was a team-issued suspension yeah. showing you that the Warriors picked KD over Draymond. Now, before KD even came to the dubs, Draymond was known as what? The heart and soul of this team. And... Another thing is, who cares if Dre called Durant out of his name? I've heard worse, you know, playing pickup ball. It's the heat of the moment. He's human. And as you know, James, these are just words. They're just words. They didn't get physical. Much worse happens on the football field, albeit, you know, y'all have pads on, but Lord. I think, yeah, I think that's the biggest question, though, Fallon. Like, why didn't it get physical? Like, I wish somebody would football basketball whatever sit there and call me out of my name right there in front of my face hey, like because that. he probably is a b-word that's why he didn't fight back no i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding i love katie you know i can't that, say like, that like that's that's not going that's not going to happen but then again at the end of the day okay it happened but you need a little bit of this i tell people all the time man controversy brings you closer you need a little controversy. You need, I don't know, not one family out there. I don't know, not one marriage out there that doesn't fight, that doesn't disagree. You need a little bit of this in your life. It brings you closer as a team, as a family, as a marriage. It brings you closer. You need a little bit of that in your life. So him suspending Draymond for a game to me is ridiculous. Number one, I just wish KD would have reacted, you know, try to swing on him or something from yeah, calling him out of exactly. his name. You know what I'm saying? Like you need a little bit of that. You need to fight as family. You going through the game. Everybody wants to win. Everybody's trying to get better. So you need a little bit of that. I'm not mad at it at all about what happened. I am mad at the Warriors for 
suspending them because, man, that's terrible. You need a little bit. If, if, if KD didn't protect himself or defend himself, then there it is there. I mean, I know Dre has had a couple run-ins with teammates, and this is not an isolated incident. And Bob Myers spoke today, and so did um, Steve Kerr about it before the game. And they said when he learned about a suspension, he was a professional about it. But, I mean, I'd still be so upset because, again, these are just words. I mean, I don't understand why him calling him the B-word, and then they said, well, he took it a little too far, I guess, in the locker room. But a little too far for me is them physically fighting. And since that never happened, who cares? Like, I really still don't understand why they suspended him. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't understand the suspension, man. It's like we're not, we're not in elementary school. You know what I'm saying? And somebody, somebody is picking on somebody. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I feel like KD could have, you know, protected himself and let him know, man, you're talking to the wrong one. I don't care who you think you are. You're talking to the wrong one. Now, I do understand, you know, in the heat of the moment, you say things that you shouldn't say. But at the same time, KD, man, shoot, stand up, stick up for yourself just like anything. You know what I'm saying? Like your mom and your daddy always told you, Fallon, you know what I'm saying? Hey, stick up for yourself or they're going to keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? So you, you know, KD should have said something. You know, shoot, I would have threw a punch or something at him. And, you know, we would have talked about it later, hugged and all that in the locker room or whatever. Like, okay, it's over, but you ain't got to suspend him. Because now this is what I believe. You suspended Draymond, so you better believe – he going to be on the bench or he going to be in the locker room talking to the other guys like, yeah, man, they trying to, you know, keep KD around here. They want exactly. to try to keep this dude happy. And then that, then you get to having all that type mm-hmm. talk. So just let him play. Let him and KD uh, work it out how they ever going to work it out. You know what I'm saying? I think that drama is going to linger for sure. Um, have you ever gotten into like a physical fight with any teammates? Um, no, I have not gotten into a physical fight. Uh with any teammates I've now I've had I've gotten to a physical altercation with a coach Ooh, hold up college or pros pro was the coach significantly older than you or about your age it was my receiver coach uh Jimmy Robinson (gasps) and who I love who I love till this day okay Um, we have we have a very good relationship that's why I say you need a little bit of that in your life every now and then (laughs) especially guys (laughs) guys fight and make up girls will hold a grudge forever yeah, yeah, so what happened was is he had blamed a play on me that was not my fault. Mm-hmm. And in Green Bay, we used to come in after the game on Monday, and you would choose a good play from a position, and you would choose a bad play from a position, and you would show it up on the big screen in front of the whole team of what, you know, hey, what – this guy did great and what this guy did bad. These were a good and a bad play from each position. Okay. So we get in the meeting and the bad plays come up and coaches like James, it was a very, it was a very bad throw. And I was running my route and the ball got intercepted. And he told me that you should break your route off and dive and bat this ball down. And I'm like, what? I'm like, no, the quarterback should not throw that ball. Yeah. I'm still running my route. Yeah. You know what I'm and saying? And how are you supposed so, to know that the – I'm sure he's throwing to a spot, right? Or is he throwing you open yeah, or whatever? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was, it, was it was just a bad throw, right? And he's told me 
that I have to break my route off, jump and dive. Because even if I did broke my route up, I would have had to make I would have to make a tremendous dive to break this ball <laughs> up and bat it down. And you're athletic, right? but I don't know if you that athletic. No, no. So the guy picks it. I go down there, catch him, and tackle him. Right. Okay. So coach gets in a meeting and he says, "This is James's fault." What? He has to break his route off, and he has to dive and break this route up. It's our ball or nobody's ball. The court, I, I sat behind all the quarterbacks. At the time, it was Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and I forget who. The, I sat behind all the quarterbacks, and I sat behind Jordy, Donald, and Greg, right? Okay. When they said James has to break this ball up, they all turned and looked at me and shook their head like, I don't know what your receiver coach is talking about. But at the time, I am heated. And I don't want to make a big scene in the team meeting room. I am heated. So after we broke the team meeting, we go into position meetings and we watch the tape as a position. So we go into our receiver meeting. And the way our coach was, Jimmy, at the time, he would always say, like, if he had any miscommunication or something, he would always say, let's stay after and talk about it one-on-one, right? Okay. But before the meeting even started, I said, I just went off. I went, I went off. I was like Draymond. I was like Draymond. I went off. This is some motherfucking bull. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody talk to me. I said, I'm like, Jimmy, that, that's the worst thing. I, I'm just going crazy. And after I went crazy and you did all that, I said, and I ain't staying after the meet with nobody. Oh, okay. <laughs> and after the meeting was over, he said, JJ, let's stay and meet. And I said, did he not hear me? The first time? <laughs> did the meeting even start? Oh, man. Right? Yeah. So I start walking out. I just start walking out. And the funny thing is about this whole story is, you know how there used to be fights in training camp? Yeah. I told Greg Jennings, I said, Greg, if I'm ever out here fighting at training camp, do not come grab me. I said, number one. I don't. I, it takes a lot to get me mad. Yeah. So if I'm out here fighting, they really took me to that point. Yeah. So I said, if you come grab me, I'm liable to start fighting you. <laughs> so as I'm walking out, Greg Jennings comes walking out the room and he's like, JJ, JJ, talk. He said, I ain't going to grab you, brother. Well, <laughs> <laughs> listen, man, go in there, man, and just talk to Jimmy. And I said, bro, I'm not going in there talking to Jimmy, bro. I'm going home. Bro. It's over. I'm going home. And Jimmy's walking down the hallway as I'm walking away from Jimmy and Greg and Donald. I'm walking away and Jimmy grabs me. He grabs my arm. Oh. So my reaction, I turn around and I grab him by the throat. <gasps> James. I know. And I grab him by the throat. And I, like, put him up against the wall. And then that's when Greg and Donald both rushed me and, like, tackled me to the ground. And, oh you know what I'm gosh. saying? And I just got up and walked to the locker room, got my backpack. Like, I'm going home, man. Like, I was extreme. All I was seeing was red. I was extremely <laughs> mad because it wasn't my fault. They blamed it on me because they didn't want to blame it on the star quarterback. And I was extremely 
hot. But that's the only altercation that I got in with a coach. And as a player-wise, like I said, it took a lot to get me mad. And I was I was probably the best teammate in the world, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't really <laughs> have no altercations with teammates. But did you get reprimanded for that? No, I didn't get in trouble. We came back the next day. Coach Mike sat me down. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? This, that, that, and that. And I'm like, man, it's all good, man. It's over. I love Jimbo, man. Shoot, I was hot about it. You know, I still don't think it was my fault that <laughs> it happened. And then me and Jimbo are super close till this day. You know what I'm saying? He called me all the time. I talked to him. We were extremely close. Dang, I mean, that's a pretty good story. I don't have really great ones. Uh, but I can remember playing AAU. And my best friend, Ashley, who you know, she was the point guard. Um, and I was a shooting guard. And I'll get so dang mad at her because she was ball hogging. You know Ashley was a ball hog. She's going to be so mad when she listens to this. Ooh, don't do her like that. Hey, she was a ball <laughs> hog, though. She was. Ashley, I love you. But then she'll call me a ball hog, too. It's funny. She'd be like, you took every dang shot. You, you thought you mm-hmm. had the green light every time you were open. <laughs> and I might be on Ashley's side right there because I've seen it. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, but I remember <laughs> for, like, AU, we, like, cuss each other out and whatever. But... We always went at it, whatever. At the end of the day, we knew what time it was. We, had, we, we both just wanted to win. Um, now, this may not be as relevant. Actually, it is really relevant. This is really relevant to the example of heat of the moment. Okay. We were playing in a tournament in Petaluma. I don't know if you know where Petaluma is. It's um, up north, very conservative, small town in Northern California. I cursed out a ref. I used the F word and everything. Okay, I cursed this ref out. And this is AAU, so you're like 12, 13, no, right? Potty no, mouth? I'm 16. Oh, okay, you're 16 at the time. All right, still, still, potty mouth. Okay, so I cursed the ref out. Said the F word, everything. I go to the sideline. My dad is the coach, and he slaps me across the face in mm. front of the entire crowd and you could hurt that old school dad i love him i love you pops good job no but here's the funny (laughs) thing so he slapped me in front of the entire crowd and you could hear a big like huge like oh my goodness you have no idea everyone goes and you know all these folks in the small town are like i cannot believe he did that Mm, right you can't do that now though he'd be in jail i know right well i totally (laughs) deserved it for one i totally deserved it but get this i got kicked out the game and my dad got kicked out the gym (laughs) for slapping me I was like no 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 he's my dad he's my dad it's not like a coach slapped me it's like he's my dad and my coach and they didn't care I was like no but I deserved it they didn't care I think we ended up either because they wouldn't let my dad back in the gym we ended up not playing we or not finishing the game I think we forfeited isn't that crazy you didn't have another coach that's crazy the point is fights happen all the time in the heat of the moment the heat of the moment, obviously, my dad was so mad that I was cussing out a ref and then slapped me because he's also a father. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and just things happen. And I love my dad. I deserved it. Honestly, it's so funny. I know people don't think you should hit your kids, but I deserved it. So, dad, thanks for teaching me a lesson. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Family fights. Yeah. And it's all, it's all good because you're going to make up. It's going to bring you closer. You're going to laugh about these times later on down the road, and everything going to be all right. And I feel like that's what happened with the Warriors. No need to suspend somebody. They're fighting in the heat of the moment. Okay, KD then bucked back. It is what it is. We'll get over it. Exactly. Yeah, the Warriors brass, man, being way too sensitive and really showing their colors because they're basically showing they got KD's back right now because uh, they want to resign him, obviously. Mm-hmm. Draymond going to get traded. I'll be so mad. He can't. He's literally the hardest soul of this basketball team. Okay. He does all the dirty work. But anyways, um, did you have fun 
doing this podcast the way that we did it? I did have fun. This was good, you know, switching it up, talking some different topics. I think we need to start doing this more and more. I definitely love the way that we did it today, sharing our personal stories, keeping it all the way 300, because that's what it's about, keeping it 300. So hopefully you enjoy the show, and we'll do it again next week. All right, this was Keeping It 300. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Art19, and rate us and write a review. For James, I'm Fallon. We out. We'll holler.